sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, I, uh, shit, I feel like we should call this just the, the NBA trade <laughs> deadline special. Uh, when we last left the air, air Kyrie had been traded to, to Dallas, and you, you thought that was going to be the, the biggest move of the <laughs> NBA trade deadline. But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Man, super wrong. Me and you both. Jeez. Yeah, it was like all hell broke a little loose in that last 30, 36 hours. Um, hey, Roddy, like, like Oprah, you get traded. You get traded. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it was yesterday morning. I don't know. I just happened to be up at like, I don't know, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm checking my phone, and it's like KD t- to Phoenix, and it's like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Righty, I know what you're thinking. How in the fuck did Tommy know that? <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> yeah, well, well, a couple of things. One, Kyrie must have really pissed off the Nets' ownership, right? He gets traded to Dallas, which right. I, I think he made his his desire known that he wanted to go to L.A. to team up with LeBron. Instead, they trade him to Dallas. KD wants to go to Phoenix, and where does KD end up at? <laughs> Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> My question. Yeah, that. Oh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, so so my question is, what did Kyrie do where he goes to Dallas, not his preferred destination, whereas KD, because I, I do feel like the Nets could have did better. I don't know if they would have did better if they got a fourth, a third team or a fourth team involved. Um I don't know how well the the draft picks they're getting from Phoenix is going to be, because um, even hell, the last of the draft picks, Devin Booker is still going to be in his prime. So I don't know how how great of a picks they end up being. Um, they get it. They did get a nice player return, um, but I don't I don't know how valuable the the draft picks are going to be. I definitely agree with you, Ronnie. Now, that was one hell of a trade. And that trade locks them in with KD for years to come. It's going to be KD and Booker for years to come. So, Yeah, I so I don't know if, if – I, I like to trade for, for Phoenix, I, but I don't know how, if it's where it puts them in the West, right? No, I agree. It doesn't. Because you, you acquire KD to, to win a championship. And, and just looking up at the lay of the land, you have KD, you you have Devin Booker. So pretty formidable um, duel. I, I'm not going to say it's, it's a triplet because I don't want to include Chris Paul in that because you don't. I mean, what, Chris Paul is, what, 38? Yeah. So I don't. You, you maybe got one this year, next year, left with a Chris Paul, and 
you don't know what you're going to get from Chris Paul in the playoffs. So, then, Chris Paul's on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. It's not like Chris Paul is like 33 or 32 and he he's the elder statesman of the group. No, he's he's pushing a geriatric type age at this point. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm I'm a little concerned about their death. Do do they have enough? Because when you look at Denver, hell, when you look at the Pelicans, you're looking at some pretty deep teams. Yeah, when you look at Memphis, when you look at the Clippers, when you look at the Lakers now, everybody is deep and loaded. Like they have starters coming off their bench. And that's what that's what scares me about about Phoenix. Like I know they went all in and made this KD trade, but did they give up too much? Because right now, in my opinion, I don't think that they're they look good on paper. They remind me of, of what we just seen in, in Brooklyn. They look really good on paper, but can they all play together? And can Chris Paul somehow, some way, pull it together to be the Chris Paul that he, you know, has been over the past few years? He's been really injury prone like crazy. So I don't know how the hell they're going to get good, excellent guard play out of him. And Cameron Payne, he's kind of like hit or miss. Yeah. I don't know how those guys are going to hold up against John Morantz. And, and uh, at this point, shit, how are they going to hold up against even Delangelo Russells or De'Aaron Foxes or, or Murray's? or It's just so Kyrie Irving. Or so many different here's people. Here's a sneaky team that they might end up playing in the first round, depending on it. one, if they make the play-in, and two, if they make it through the, the play-in tournament. But let's say Phoenix, let's say everything goes correctly. They end up one or two. Right. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine them playing OKC in the first round? That's not a good. That's not a good matchup for them. OKC is very very young, but hell, they they're deep, and they taking some uh, some good teams to the woodshed this season. Um, I I I feel like you every. This is reminiscent uh, of Brooklyn, and I don't know if you want to say the the Brooklyn Harden um, Kyrie air or the Brooklyn uh, Paul Pierce Kevin Garnett air, but I almost feel like everything has to fall perfectly uh, for Phoenix. I do feel like they could be exposed when it comes to their depth and how to how well does uh, De- DeAndre Aiden fit. Yeah, see, I thought that they were going to get rid of Aiden, but come to find out, since he just signed that big contract this year, and then you're kind of basically stuck with him. So the Nets didn't want that. The Nets were like, no, they're fine. Plus, they already had Nick uh, Nicholas Claxton. I thought that they were going to probably try to go ahead and get him, and probably try. And I agree. Uh, Claxton is up there too with Aiden, and uh, and you don't he's not worth that much money, so you don't have to pay uh, Claxton that Aiden money. So that's why they didn't want to want to make him part of that trade. Yeah, so it, I the the West is going to be hell come playoff time. 
Can you just can you just uh, imagine the what's what's about to happen? It's going to be carnage. Man, the West is gonna. I'm gonna be glued to my TV, Rodney. I know you are too. Every game, every matchup is gonna be exciting. Because we haven't even mentioned Golden State. They pulled off a. They finally got rid of James Wiseman. Yeah, they yeah, and they found a seller in us, which is kind of odd, but yeah, Troy Weaver, Comfort Days. Yeah, I I just didn't understand that trade. It, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, I I don't know, man. I I just didn't understand that. But maybe they can use. Uh, that lets me know two things, Rodney, from what I just seen, well, especially from this trade here. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm not I'm not gonna go all in on Trey Reaver just yet and tell him to count his days. But it shows that Stewart is probably not going to be re-signed to the Pistons. I think they're going to get rid of Seward, and I think they're going to get rid of Bagley. So pretty much, if they if they get rid of a Stew, right, mm-hmm. you've, you've already just got rid of Bay. Killing on Hayes. He's out of there. So you're, you're pretty much your whole first draft class. From from the Trey Weaver era is gone. Right, they didn't excel like he wanted to, and they they moved a little too slow, and they didn't they didn't show improve. The only one that show improve out of that whole situation was basically Cunningham. Like K played like a beast. K was and look at and look at Duran. Like Duran is really good too. So you match Duran and Wiseman together. Twin Towers, both of those guys. The East is going to be in trouble. You put both of those guys right there. Next season, Pistons might be really good, depending on who they pick up and depending on what they do. We need a – I like Ivy, too. It's just – we're loaded, man. I, that I, lineup – I just don't understand why you don't move Bovanovich. Um, and I, I just – I don't know. I feel like we're we're the team of misfit players at this point. Like, Doran, you got Wiseman now, you got Bagley. Like, I, I'm, and I'll give him this offseason because you, you got you got so many damn centers in the league that don't really use them like that anymore. There has to be more moves coming. Well, um, I, I, I think this move also proves um, something I've been saying for a while. Dwayne Casey will not be back as her coach next year. I, I, I'm starting to agree with you more and more on that one, but I I didn't think like moving Bo was a good good idea. I'm glad they stuck with him because he wound up signing a two year deal. I think he signed a two year deal worth like 13 million. So we're going to wind up picking up a veteran next season. I think he'll be a more bigger asset next season since he'll have one year left on his contract. Um, and we can probably move him and pick up a, a another asset or another young player. So it was good to keep him this year. And then no telling how much we might need some more veteran players. So you keep him for next season too. You see how he plays out. Maybe if we're competitive, if we're not, then you can trade him next season, which makes sense. 
which which makes sense because you don't want to trade him for nothing. I think a lot of offers for him that the teams were were putting out there were horrible offers. They they were for crumbs for second round picks and and a bunch of nobodies. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting now, um, and we can get into the the Lakers made a move, the Pacers made a move. I damn near forgot uh, that that there were a couple people still in the league. I'll leave the I'm talking about you, Serge Ibaka, but <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I forgot that he was in the league, too. I was like, damn, how the hell? I'm not going to even lie. I knew he was in the league, but I was just kind of surprised that he was even movable. Yeah, it was, one of those, <laughs> it was one of those things. Like, you double-take the KD trade because you can't believe it actually happened. You double-take Serge Ibaka because you're like, damn, he is the little league. <laughs> like, yeah, like, how the hell? And that just goes to show you, man, like, how some guys just get – I don't understand how Kimball Walker not in the league, but Serge Ibaka. I don't think Serge Ibaka's played, like, at least 10 games in the past three seasons. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out, man. Like, so, <laughs> so um, well, let's talk about both L.A. teams real quick because the Clippers did something which I think signals that Russell uh, Westbrook is going to get bought out. Uh, from Utah and probably signed with the Clippers. Because um, oh, um, the Clippers at one point um, were in the Kyrie trade talk. So um, I, I do think the Clippers are probably the most likely landing spot uh, for Russ, considering that they just moved John Wall, so yeah, I just, I you know what, I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna actually get bought out. I think right now, if they're into the thick of it, it depends on how you want to look at it with with Russ, because he actually was doing really good coming off the bench, and you got him for one year, right? He'll be a good asset coming off that bench. He did really good for the Lakers coming off the bench. He wasn't the problem. The problem is, in, in my opinion, and we talked about this, the problem is still on that team, and it's going to start. To, they're going to start to see. Oh, Mister, uh, are you talking about the person when LeBron finally broke the record? Looked like he wanted to be anywhere else other than there. Man, bro. It is, I think he's been the problem all along. And like everybody else says, oh, if he plays up to his potential, if he doesn't get hurt. That's that's so hard. Man, I done seen this guy walking, do the slightest jump, and, and get injured. If he can't stay healthy, what's the point? What's the point of keeping him? And they're going to finally realize, like, hey, this man, he needs to be moved. You got LeBron on his last few years in the league, and it all depends on this guy and how he can stay healthy. That sucks. It really does. Yeah, so um, let's let's talk about the Lakers coming off LeBron pa- passing Kareem. And shout out to, to, to Kareem. That damn jacket he had on that day, that, that mug was sharp. <laughs> 
But yeah, that fire. <laughs> pretty much, LeBron has been the only reason to tune in to to Lakers basketball this season. But I feel like you bring back D'Angelo Russell. Um, they they made some sneaky good additions. I don't think it puts them in championship contention. I still think there's a big ass gap between them and let's just say Denver, going to State, Phoenix. But I think it makes them a tough out. You know, you know what makes the Lakers like with these moves the Lakers just made. It makes their bench competitive, and, and it makes their defense a lot better. Um, the point the point was Russ wasn't shooting the ball well. Um, he wasn't because he wasn't able to control the ball and had the ball in his hands. And I know his minutes got cut because he was coming off the bench, but he played decent for a bench player. Um, and that's just him changing up. But now you add D'Angelo Russell who can shoot the ball. Nine times out of ten, a lot of his shots – are going to be wide. LeBron has the ball in his hands nine times out of ten. A lot of his shots are going to be wide open jumpers, and he's going to cash in on them. That can help them out too. Then adding Beasley, Beasley with his defense, Vanderbilt with his defense, Mo Bamba with his defense. I mean, the Lakers got some great defensive players back. D'Lo's defense isn't that great, but those three other guys, man, they got some great defense, and it's going to be tough to score. Yeah, I – I do like what the the Lakers have done. Um, I do feel like the trade of D'Angelo Russell continues to prove something I felt all along for Minnesota. That Rudy Gobert trade was a terrible trade for them. You think that was the beginning of the end? Yeah, I just didn't know how he fit um, with Anthony Edwards. With uh, Cat, with DeAngelo Russell, um, I don't know. I, I I definitely felt like they gave up way too much. To I mean, what they gave gave up was borderline KD conversation. I don't think Rudy Gobert is anywhere in that conversation, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see the logic. I see the logic, but I, I where's Minnesota in the West in the next four years? I mean, I, I can definitely see the logic. The thing was, I, Cat has just been out, and he hasn't been able to gel with Rudy Gobert. Now, for me being a fantasy owner and having Rudy Gobert on my team, he's going to give you 18, 17, 18 rebounds, which are second-chance points. And sec- I mean, you know, second chance points yeah. and second chance, just second chance, period, man, like to, to get buckets. And with Cat getting multiple shot attempts and, and Edwards and D'Lo getting multiple shot attempts, I can see where they were going. But with Cat being injured for damn near the whole season, it really put him in a bind. Yeah. And he um... still has no timetable. Yeah, we yeah. It's unfortunate. I love seeing Cap play. Um but we'll see. I Okay, so we had all these moves in the West. Who are your two favorites? 
Well, okay. We're, Before we uh, talk about, well, well I, you know it's going to be my two favorites because I think. Okay, uh, give me a three. Okay, so you know I'm going to go with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as being my uh, favorites. Those two trades I thought were, were excellent trades. Um, I don't I don't know yet. I, I just think you put both of those guys on any team. They're both dominant players. They're both legit scorers. You put Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on any team, they're going to make the team better. They're, they're not going to make the team worse. So maybe personality-wise with Kyrie, but outside of personality, the, the man's a legit scorer. Look at his first game. I mean, he's a legit scorer. He can score on anybody. Ball handling. So those are my, my favorite two moves. But I'm going to tell you what I thought. I thought the Clippers, I thought the Clippers actually come out winners with this one. You pick up it's, Bones Highland. It's funny that you mention that because I'm going to say the Clippers are my sneaky – Good trade team. <laughs> yeah, like they are really good. They're they got even more loaded. The only problem is it's only one ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, like and if you it still got to play defense. <laughs> you still got to play defense. You pick up Bones Highland. You pick up Mason Plumley, and you pick up Eric Gordon, and you only trade out Reggie Jackson, who I don't care for. John Wall, who. He's washed up. I, I love John Wall, but injuries and and him, uh, he's just, he's not the same John okay. Wall that everybody thought he was going to be. Question him, for you, real quick. Uh-huh. Personality wise, Reggie Jackson, Kyrie Irving, who's more of an <laughs> who's more of toxic? You know what? But the thing is, though, at least Kyrie Irving, even through adversity, Kyrie Irving's going to show up and he's going to ball out. Reggie Jackson, man, he, he'll he be sneaky good sometimes, but he was so inconsistent, even with the Pistons, and now he's showing with the Clippers. He's not going to be good wherever the hell he goes. He's just – he's not good. I don't think he's ever really been good, in my opinion. Um, John Wall, like I said, he's washed up. They got rid of all these players. They they lost Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard's been inconsistent, too. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know if that's a big loss, though. Yeah, none of those are big losses. Like, you you actually, they won. Like, Bones Highland is good. He's a young dude. Plumlee's going to get you rebounds. He's always been pretty decent and plays decent defense. And then Eric Gordon, he's a scorer. Like, they did a damn good job. They They got something for nothing. That's my that's my uh my take on that. That was one of my winners, man. What about you? Who are your winners and losers? Okay, so trade, um trade deadline. Loser, the Pistons. I agree. <laughs> I can't even um why is that though? Tell me why why you think they're losers. One Everyone I don't know. <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't I don't know what the plan is. I thought I knew what what the plan was, but I'm I'm not sh- exactly sure what the the plan is. So I, I I feel like with the Pistons, like you have to wait to the summer now because there's got to be more moves. But, but right now, I I, I don't see the plan. Maybe you could have come in on some of these deals as a third team and take on a bad contract to get more draft capital. 
I don't know. I just felt like they they could have and should have did more. Um, Utah, I'm going to put down as a surprise winner. I know people are probably saying with the with the hell, but you you continue to accumulate draft picks, cap space. You still you you still have a a roster uh, where you could even do do more moves. Um, so I, I see what what Utah is trying to do. Uh, Minnesota. They're a loser. I feel sorry for um, Mike Conley because he's in no man's land. I don't know exactly what their plan is at this point. Winners, of course, the Lakers. Phoenix. Kyrie um, in Dallas. Dallas is a winner, although I'm curious to see how well um, him and Luka Dantas match together. But um, winners, NBA fans, because I feel like the the the, the West is just loaded. Um, Brooklyn, I'll even put down as a winner. You I got, was just about to say You that. got rid of two of your <laughs> best players, but you got some sneaky good role players. Um you got some good draft capital. Some of the moves are are reminiscent of of early moves that was made during the the, the Pistons going to work era, the the early era. So, yeah, those 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 would be my my winners and losers. Uh, real quick, we've got about four four or five minutes left. Um. This has nothing to do with the NBA, but they but this team came out a winner for the week. Uh, Michigan football made an addition to their staff um, that I think is going to play tremendous dividends uh, the next few seasons. Don't know if, I, if anybody saw this. Jim Harbaugh hired a coach, the um, Chris um, Partridge, who was the co-defensive coordinator Ole Miss came back to Michigan now I know people are probably saying why the hell is this important why the hell do I care because if you go back and you look at a lot of the recruiting wins a lot of the high five-star four-star recruits and who their league recruiter was at Michigan Chris Parcher when he was at Michigan was the lead recruiter so I feel like Michigan football Got a whole lot better um, this week too. So that's right. And nobody works as hard as Chris. So having Chris Partridge back, that's that's huge for us, man. And like I said, he's known nationally. That was one of the main things. As soon as we seen that, we was like, yo, he's back in Ann Arbor. We looked at that as a huge W. He has the gift of gab, man. He gets he gets re- good recruits, man. He gets good kids. I was kind of surprised, but he couldn't wait to get back to Michigan, and, and we're happy to have him back. And, and clearly, Jim Harbaugh couldn't wait to have him back either, because normally they they announce because you think you're only allowed ten on the field coaches in college football, and Michigan is at that cap. 
and they haven't even announced who's leaving. So Jim Harbaugh got rid of somebody to add him. So that tells you how valuable Jim Harbaugh thinks he is. So. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm really happy to I'm really happy to have Chris back in. That's really going to benefit us too, man. And and I think I don't know why a lot of teams. I was just looking at like some of the uh, preseason. I know we don't have that much time left, but I was looking at some of the preseason um, picks or who they think going to be good next year. They don't even have us up there, and it kind of surprised me. Yeah, a lot of people have Wisconsin as like the surprise team from the Big Ten, so it'll be interesting. Before we get out of here, Super Bowl is Sunday. First of all, what's on the menu? And do you still have the Eagles uh, winning? I still have the Eagles winning. Um, and I have them winning it in dominating form. I don't even think it's going to be a game. I want it to be a good competitive game. But I think the Eagles are going to dominate. I do. I think the Eagles are going to dominate. I think they're going to score – they're going to score 30 points on uh, the Chiefs, and I don't think the Chiefs are going to score that many points on them. The Chiefs probably score 17 points, maybe 20 points. I'm looking maybe 30, I say 37, I say 37, 38 points um, to 20, 37, 20, 37, 24, something of that nature. Yeah, so um, we're still on opposite ends of the spectrum. Vegas thinks it's going to be a lot closer than you because they, I think the Eagles are still only favored by a point and a half. I have Kansas City, uh, I won't say rolling over Philly. Uh, I still have it like a, a 27-24 game. Um, I think it comes down to the wire. I think Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hand with a chance to win the game. And he comes through. Um, I'm just, I think it's going to be a, a good game. So. Oh, I, I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's a good game. But I have an odd prediction. And I would tell everybody else to take this prediction. I love Patty Mahomes. But he throws two picks in this game. If you're betting FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet on him throwing two picks this game. One of those picks are going to be by Darius Slay. <laughs> big so, play Slay. Big play Slay. And he came to play. And I believe he's also going to be sacked three times in this game too. So put those down also. You can parlay both of those together. A pick for Mahomes, a pick for Slay, and two sacks on Mahomes. Fuck it. Even put – let's go three sacks on Mahomes. It's going to be a nice one. Eagles are alive, man. Yeah, so go Chiefs. In the case of Tommy, go Eagles. Tune in, see which one of us is right. See um, if Tommy prediction is right. If it is, I guess we'll have to start getting more prop bets from him. I read the script, Rodney. I read the script already. (laughs) (laughs) And... Shootless. After the Super Bowl, hell, I don't think the NFL really has an offseason because you got the combine and the draft. And so baseball is getting ready. Spring is in the air, apparently. Um, so we know Amer- America's pastime isn't really America's pastime, but 
Let's let's see how these this NBA play plays off. Let let's see. Um, hell, we ain't even talking about Golden State really. That's how <laughs> loaded the West is now. Man, we didn't talk about Golden State. We didn't talk about a couple teams, man. And I believe I believe Brooklyn was a winner too, like you said too. So we we got to get into a couple things, but we'll give you a whole hour of that okay. on Monday's episode. Yeah, so catch us on the B-side, catch us Monday, and we out of here. Peace.